In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men, you've heard the phrase, it takes two to tango, and it may take two to tango, but it only takes a man to change a marriage. When a man gets it, everyone wins. Today I want to unpack some proven ways to draw close to your wife if you are willing to pay the price. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Today I want to talk to you about the sponsor of this show, Juniper Mountain Trading Post. Here's a little inside scoop I haven't told you. Juniper Mountain Trading Post is a region somewhere in Oregon where myself and the owners of this company and several close friends have killed a lot of bull elk. And so it's a place that's very meaningful and special to us. And now they've created a coffee that is amazing and special as well. They uh, purchase it in Panama. They bring it over to Florida. They use only American-made equipment and products to manufacture this coffee. And uh, guys, my favorite, I've got to just tell you, my favorite roast is their is called their Camp Cook. It is their dark roast. Uh, I love Camp Cook. It reminds me of my bride, Shanna. It is strong. It is bold. And I look forward to it as often as I can. And so this stuff is good stuff, guys. It's their perfect dark roast, whether you're starting your day or whether you're winding it down. It's epic, savory notes of dark chocolate molasses from finely crafted coffee. You're going to really enjoy this coffee. When you go to grab a bag for yourself, guys, again, this is a unbelievably affordable coffee for what what they offer. I'm just very, very impressed with this coffee. Uh, when you head on over to junipermountaintradingpost.com and you che- uh, check out, make sure you put the code in ARENA and you'll receive 10% off your purchase. Men Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is a summer full of equipping men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. I want to talk to you about our hero story this week. Remember, our hero stories come from you or those you love when they witness or you experience a life change 
from something that God has used in our ministry. When we use your hero story, we will send you a special gift just to say thank you when you give us your physical email at info at manintherena.org. This one comes from Lex. Lex says this. He says, I've been listening to your podcast almost daily, and it has moved me and taught me so much about being a man of God for my family. I've referred your podcast, I love this, to my sons, other men at church, and my wife. Man, you're giving away your secrets, Lex. So guys, I want to jump into the meat of today's podcast. This is how do you fight for your marriage? How do you uh, win your wife's heart? How do you draw closer to your wife? What are some proven ways that you can do this? This comes Part of this comes from my friend Jason Karampatsos and his book, The Elephant in the Marriage. We've had him on the podcast twice about this uh, topic. You can go check him out and you will really get a lot out of this. In his book, he wrote this, quote, it may take two to tango, but it only takes one to change a marriage. And I would add, and that one is a man. Let me tell you a couple stories. I got a phone call from a friend of mine several years back. He was in Mexico in a beautiful uh, timeshare alone with his wife of 30 plus years. They had just sent their last kid out of the house. He called me from the bedroom whispering. This is a true story. He said, Hey, I'm in the bedroom and I'm watching my wife in the shower and I'm scared to death because I don't know who she is. And, and he, he had, after raising his children, he realized he's got his wife right where he wants her. He doesn't know what to do. So I gave him some good advice and he acted on it and, uh, and they began to move in the right direction. But I thought it was interesting after 30 years, he didn't feel close to, or even know his wife. You may say, well, that's just one, that's just one story, Jim. This doesn't happen. Well, couple months after that, I was in another state having lunch with another guy who is a local business owner, highly influential in his community. And I said, hey, how are you and your wife doing? We'd known them for years. He said, man, I'm struggling. His little wife is this beautiful Christian woman. She's timid. She's quiet. She's gentle. He said, I'm going to be honest with you, Jim. My kids are all the house. And I'm literally, this is a quote, I'm afraid of her because I do not know her. I don't know what to do with a strange woman in my home. And both of these men had spent so much time focusing on their children that they hadn't focused on their wives. And it took them some time in transition to this empty nester world to relearn who their women were. And so this was, and they're, they're all doing great now, but I thought it was really, really interesting. So I thought, okay, guys, let's, you're in the stress bubble right now. You're, you got kids, you got a job, you got pets, you're volunteering in your church, you're coaching your kids, football team, soccer team. Uh, you're helping them with the, whatever their cheerleader practice, their volleyball, whatever it is. You've got a lot going on, but your marriage is a priority. So here are some ways to stay connected to your wife. I'm going to give you a list of tangibles and intangibles. I'm going to rotate them. So I'm going to start with the intangibles. Intangibles are things you can't touch. They're more theoretical. So here we go. First one is this. Be the change that you want to see in your marriage. You know, when a man gets it, everyone wins. So we want to hear your hero stories because we want to hear how God is transforming you to be a better husband. You should be a better husband because of what you hear on this show. So you start with yourself. Look at the man in the mirror and be the change that you want in your marriage. So a lot of times men tend to look out the window at their wives and say, it's her fault, it's her fault. You know, Adam did it, right? This woman you gave me. But as men, we're called to look into the mirror, look in the mirror and say, okay, how can I make this the marriage I want it to be? Number two, this is a tangible. Tell her you love her until she gets bored of hearing it. Pro tip, she'll never get bored of hearing it. 
She'll never, I tell my wife virtually every day I love her. And my wife has never said to me, you know what? You've told me that every day for 30 years. I'm I'm over it. Just, you don't have to tell me anymore. If you change your mind, let me know. My wife has never said it. Tell her you love her until she's bored of hearing it. And she will never get bored. Number three, serve her. I'm, I'm listing this as an intangible because it's more of an attitude, but it is also an action. Serve her without And here's the intangible, without anticipating or expecting positive feedback for your efforts. In fact, if you've you've been married for 10 years and you've made your marriage all about you and you've made her the woman who's serving you and not you serving her, and you begin to start serving her, she's going to question your motives. She's going to wonder what's wrong. So be careful. You're playing this for long, long term. You're playing long ball here. So when you decide to outlove and outserve your wife, realize she may not receive it the way you expect. And especially do not anticipate or expect positive feedback. You are in this for the long haul. You are in it to build the marriage, not to build yourself. Number four, Listen to this one. This one I love this one. And I love guys because we go, oh, spiritual. What, what is my love language? Every guy says, my, my love language is physical touch. And we're like, bro, come on. Come on. So, but here's what I will tell you. Touch your wife every day. As much or more than you tell her you love her, touch her. Without wanting sex. So there's, a, don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for sex. But you need to touch her affectionately without the sex expectation. Kiss her. Here's some ideas for you guys. Kiss her before you go to work. Goodbye. Or kiss her. Hello. When you come home from work or do the Viking, you know, I want to do the Viking forehead to forehead. I just think that's the coolest thing, but my nose is so big. I might poke my wife's eye out. So, you know, uh, the forehead to forehead, I think is really cool. If you've got a small nose, I don't, maybe you want to try that one. Rub her feet or shoulders. Again, none of these are expecting sex. So you just use, that's your wife. You do what's appropriate for her. The next one is this, hold her hand. Hold her hand in the car. Hold her hand when you're going for a walk. Hold her hand when you're watching TV. Hold your hand at the kid's soccer game. Just reach over and grab her hand or put your hand on her leg. And the other one here, and here's another one, right before you go to bed at night, just reach over and put your hand on her hip. Put your hand on her lower back. Just touch her. Go to sleep. Put your Touch her feet to your feet. Just go to bed every night of the week touching your wife. Number five, sacrifice your happiness without a reciprocation expectation. Biblically speaking, marriage is not about making you happy. It's about making you holy. Christ, we are supposed to live our lives as the husband, as Christ lived for the church and gave himself up for the church. So the sooner you begin to get sacrificial towards your wife and your marriage, the sooner that your marriage will flourish. Number six, which is a tangible... Invest in the sacred cow. You may be thinking, what is he talking about? I'm saying that you need to make a calendar investment. You need to make a financial investment. You need to make an investment in the sacred cow. And the sacred cow is this, a weekly date with your wife. It can be a morning date. It can be a lunch date. It can be an evening date. It can be super inexpensive. It doesn't have to be, um, uh, it doesn't have to be extravagant, but just take time every week especially for those of you men who are living in a stress bubble, carve out time for you to be with your wife. I'm so glad that we did that. I'm so glad we did that. And every man who does that with his wife thanks me. Invest in the sacred cow. Number seven, lead your heart. In other words, don't be led by your heart because your heart is a liar. 
Your heart is deceitfully wicked, the Bible says. Lead Instead, lead your heart. Lead your heart. Make biblical choices about your marriage with your with your mind and cause your mind to, and what you are reading in scripture to lead your heart. Don't go by feelings. Don't go by what your heart is saying for right now, because our hearts are capricious. They change often. Uh, go with your head and what the Bible teaches about how you should uh, have a thriving marriage. Number eight, see the big picture of your marriage. Now, here's what I mean by that. When you look at your marriage, I think that God has given men the ability to do something that women do not have. Women are unbelievable at seeing the marriage now. They're great at identifying uh, where the marriage can be better now, where the marriage is strong now. They are literally the thermo, they're the thermometer in the marriage. They can see and tell the temperature of the marriage. Men, we are the thermostat. So what that means is we are the culture creators. So what we need to do as men is sit back and say, where is my marriage now? Based on what my wife is saying, where do I want it to be? And where you want it to be is where you start to head now. So that is what makes you the leader of your wife and of that marriage. And the head of that household is your ability that God has given you to see the big picture. Number nine, pray for your wife daily. You know, I pray for my wife every day. Right now I'm going through a book called The 40 Days of Praying for Your Wife. She's going through a book, The 40 Days of Praying for Your Husband. And, and it's good, but I mean, you know, I pray for her every day anyway. And I pray certain things over her every day. And so it's just a, something I do to put her in the forefront of my thoughts and prayers to help God shape her into the woman she's called to be. And the 10th thing is this. So if the ninth thing is pray for your wife daily, the 10th thing is pray with your wife regularly. Look for opportunities. My wife, before she gets up in the morning and drives to PDX and goes to the airport to fly out to God knows who where, I pray over her every time she does that. We pray over instant when everything something comes up and she says, "Hey, I've got this or I've got this ache or that." I mean, I just stop and pray with her, or praying with our kids or praying for our meals. Pray with your wife. You know, the Bible uh, statistics tell us that the couples that pray regularly together divorce at a rate of one out of ten thousand. So, if you want a marriage that will last forever, guaranteed, pray with your wife. Guys, I hope this podcast helped you. If you've got a friend whose marriage is struggling, or if you've got a friend who needs a little jump start in their marriage, make sure you copy this episode's link, shoot it over to your friend. Really would appreciate that. Your friend will thank you for it as well. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.